0: Welcome back to Seeking Rents, the podcast. I'm your host, Jason Garcia. I am the publisher of Seeking Rents. That's a newsletter where we explore the ways big businesses and other special interests influence public policy in Florida. Um, you know, I, I, I sometimes forget to make this point, but the, the name Seeking Rents comes from a term in economics called rent seeking, um, and that refers to when you know special interests like a like a big business or a wealthy person or someone with lots of political influence uses that influence to get public policy changed in a way that allows them to capture even more wealth for themselves um, usually at the expense of someone else uh, in the form of you know making consumers pay higher prices or workers work for for lesser wages or benefits or uh creating more barriers uh to small business competitors that sort of thing um and i mention that cuz uh rent seeking is going to be a big part of what we talk about today uh in our update from day 52 of the florida legislature's um 60-day legislative session and and so we're kind of in a a bit of a every everything's kind of on hold right now every a lot of stuff is just waiting on a resolution to house bill 1 that's the um the essentially banning kids from social media comp- uh, social media platforms bill that uh, passed it's really important to the house speaker um they they jammed up Governor Ron DeSantis on it, and gave him one week to decide, even though he'd sort of expressed a lot of concerns about it. Um, he, I believe if I'm doing my math right, if I'm remembering the time right, he's got to decide uh, by the end of today. It sure sounds like everybody is working on a plan where um, where he will veto that bill, but then they will pass a different bill uh, in the final week that uh, reflects some sort of compromise. Um, you know, but but that that deal is not done yet, uh, and and until it is, um, everything else just kind of waits, right? W- waits right now. Like we saw that yesterday, where we, basically the the entire budget bumped, and what that means is, um, you know, the Florida House and Senate each pass their own budget budgets, and then they they have to negotiate a final version of the of the state spending plan, and that's in a process that's called conference. It's like literally one of the most mystifying processes in all of the Florida legislature. Um, but that initially begins with um, kind of rank and file legislators on conference committees negotiating different parts of the budget. But um, at a certain point where uh, it gets to the point where they're not allowed to resolve anything more because usually because the the decisions are too important that leadership is not ready to sort of make those trades yet, um, The the budget, bumps up to uh, leadership, essentially. Um, And so that happened uh, pretty abruptly yesterday. So um, that doesn't mean nothing is happening. Um, You know, just a a couple of examples from the budget. We saw sort of a wild uh, example yesterday where um, in the morning, the Florida Senate suddenly uh, introduced a proposal that they would add into a budget-related bill that would prohibit cities and counties from imposing any kind of restrictions on gas powered leaf blowers for one year. Um, you know, it doesn't, if it doesn't sound like a budget issue to you, uh, you're right. It is not, but the budget is a place where legislators can do things at the last minute, um, in a way that can't be changed. So it's a, it, it is frequently a place to to sneak stuff like this into law. Um, and this, this actually, um, comes out of orlando where i am and actually a a community uh suburban community winter park um where there has been a big debate recently about banning the use of gas powered uh leaf blowers um and uh in in fact just this week the the city commission in in this town winter park had voted to hold a referendum on the issue and as soon as that happens uh the Florida Senate introduces a a bill that would essentially prevent that re- that referendum from happening, or at least from having any uh, any meaning. Um, and within hours, the House agreed to this, so this is a done deal. This is going to be in the budget. Um, and of course, the 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 person presiding over this part of the budget in the Senate, where this this preemption came from, is a Republican senator who represents uh, the Winter Park area. Um, so this is a little tiny little local controversy suddenly is now going to be in the state of Florida's budget. Right. And, and it means that, you know, for at least the next, uh, next year, cities or counties can't do anything about, uh, about gas powered leaf blowers. So that's the kind of a uh, big ticket issue we were dealing with yesterday. Uh, you know, another thing that I, I forgot to mention the other day that has been resolved is the house and Senate have once again agreed to force the Florida lottery to pay higher commissions to retailers that sell its tickets. Um, you know when you go when you go into like Publix or a gas station or wherever and and buy a lottery ticket, traditionally the, the Florida Lottery has uh, paid a five percent commission on that ticket to uh, the retailer selling it. Um, uh, over the last the last couple of years, the legislature has been using the budget to bump that up to six percent. Now, um, this is an issue that is pushed hard by lobbyists for retailers, gas stations. Um, Uh, In fact, we've gotten examples the last few years. This legislation, this idea is literally written by lobbyists for a bunch of gas stations and convenience stores. Um, And so they've agreed to once again, go to 6%. This, this, uh, this is a, a this is about as rent seeking as things get. This is a straight like forty million giveaway to retailers selling tickets, and that money comes straight out of what is known as the educational trust fund, and that or educational enhancement trust fund, which is how the state of Florida pays for Bright Futures scholarships, right? And that trust fund is funded by essentially leftover profits at the Florida Lottery. So. Every dollar uh, you make the lottery give to Publix or Circle K or or Cumberland Farms or 7-Eleven is a dollar less you have to spend on on Bright Future scholarships. Like just a straight a straight rip right there um but they've agreed to do it again this is going to be the third straight year where we've now made the lottery pay higher commissions Um, and they keep doing it through the budget because it's such a toxic vote to take on its own um that they they won't just pass a law permanently changing this so they, they do it year after year now this way um you know uh meanwhile down in the senate i was all sort of geared up for uh for a big showdown in the senate over um This anti uh, this legislation weakening an an environmental law to hold uh, corporate polluters accountable. I was all geared up for a big showdown um, on this bill, Senate Bill Seven Thirty Eight, to take place because a Republican senator had filed an amendment to remove the uh, the really problematic provisions uh, from the bill. Um, the, the, naturally the amendment was, uh, withdrawn shortly before the bill was taken up. So they never actually did have that vote. And, and just as a reminder, we talked about this yesterday, but this is a bill that it deals with something known as the, the state's water quality assurance act. And it basically, um, it imposes what is known as strict liability on companies that pollute ground and surface waters, like uh, so, like let waters, let pollution seep into the ground or get into spill into lakes or rivers or streams. And what strict liability means is, you are held accountable for for any damage. You you can be sued for any damage that pollution causes, whether or not you're responsible for. you you did something negligent, uh, in causing the pollution to be released. You know, if, if the pollution came from you, regardless of the reason you get held accountable and it's, it's designed to, um, to uh to ensure that you know corporate polluters the folks that have uh the, the corporations handling like the the these most toxic subjects of to- toxic substances and stuff like that they have like the maximum incentive possible to be as careful as possible because i mean this is the sort of stuff that causes cancer or like you know wipes out all like marine life if it gets into a it's it into a river or a spring or a lake um anyway uh the senate uh not only did not Decided not to have a, a straight, a, a head on discussion and vote on that specific issue because it's tucked into a, a larger bill. Um, they didn't have any discussion at all. They just passed the bill without any debate, 26 to 7. Um, so it goes over to the House. Now, this is again Senate Bill 738. Um, the House version is House Bill 789. Um, you know, at this point, you would expect this bill is going to pass pretty easily over there, too, given how the Senate seemed to just just shrug its shoulders and 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 send it. Um, you know, one thing that's interesting, a bunch of uh sort of Everglades oriented activist groups have started organizing around uh, this issue. Um and and putting pressure right now it's on the House not to hear the bill, but then there will be pressure on Ron DeSantis to veto it. In fact, of all people, Matt Gates uh came out against this bill yesterday and called on Ron DeSantis to veto it if it passes um, you know, uh there's a long history here of Republicans going back to Desantis himself, uh, uh, understanding that that environmental pollution is one of those kind of cross-partisan issues, um, and that is it's a it's an easy one to embrace um, if you're looking to to appeal beyond just sort of a you know an extremist base. Um, so Matt Matt Gates choosing to get involved in this issue is is really interesting. I, <laughs> I'll sort of believe that guy's not running for governor when when the next governor is actually sworn in um but anyway mostly today what i wanted to talk about was what i think is one of the 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 most the single most important votes of session and it it you know this vote happens every couple of sessions it seems like uh it involves um it involves a vote that took place on the the house tax package this is house bill 7073 this is we've talked about it plenty at this point it's a a package of uh business and consumer tax cuts it's pretty lopsided uh in favor of businesses so i've got some real concerns with uh, with the way they drew it up this year there's like no permanent tax breaks for consumers at all it's um you know it's not great but anyway this there was an amendment filed yesterday um dealing with corporate tax loopholes and and this stuff um let me illustrate it this way. So, you know, and, and some of these details are a couple of years old. It's been a while since I checked, but like, you know, large corporations, the, these, these are the companies that actually pay Florida's corporate income tax that are actually subject to it. Um, they often have like hundreds of subsidiaries. So like a few years ago, I remember looking up HCA, the for-profit hospital company, the one the one Rick Scott actually used to run. Um And it had something like 600 different uh, subsidiaries, uh, major subsidiaries, like important subsidiaries, right? And Florida's corporate tax structure uses this old, outdated, antiquated system that allows corporations to pretend that all of their subsidiaries are actually independent companies. It's called separate reporting. What that refers to is, so like a company like HCA that has hundreds of subsidiaries, might have each one of those file different tax returns in Florida. Or actually, some of them will file their own tax returns in Florida, and some of them will not file any tax returns at all, um, claiming that they they don't do business in Florida, even though they're all part of the same corporation owned by the same shareholders, run by the same executives. Um, it's it's just an absurd system. These are not independent companies. Why on earth would we treat them like they were independent companies for tax purposes? And, and this might sound esoteric, but... It actually creates all sorts of problems because when you can do this, you you have all sorts of ability to 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 play shell games with your income and and move it around so you can you can move it out of state into a into a subsidiary that doesn't file a tax return in Florida or you can you can change the type of income which allows you to use a bunch of different loopholes. Um, you can create expenses that you then use as deductions that that wouldn't exist if if we just treated you like the one corporation you are so this is called separate reporting so there's an amendment filed yesterday in the house to the tax package that would have imposed what is called combined reporting and all that does is is force a corporation to include all of its subsidiaries in one tax return it's one tax return for one corporation that's it one co- if you're if you're if if your shareholders are all, you all own one company, you pay, you have one tax return. You don't get to do like five or six, you know, um, or 50 or 60 for that matter. And, and so let me try and give you one sort of simple example of how this works. Um, You know, and again, this is uh, the, the, the details here are a few years old, but, but like generally speaking, this is still what happens. So there's everybody knows circle K, the, the convenience store, um, you know, it's famous for its, uh, well known by its bright red logo, the 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 K logo. So uh, a few years back, Circle K took a, it took the rights to its um, to that logo and to its own name, and they they put it into a separate subsidiary in Delaware called Circle K Enterprises. So you you essentially had two companies now. You had Circle K stores, that's who uh, that that's who ran the stores. When you when you go into Circle K and you buy, you know, like a bag of chips. You're doing. You're you're buying that from Circle K stores, but then there was Circle K Enterprises, which owned the right to the logo, and and Circle K stores started paying Circle K Enterprises for the right to use that logo. They were paying them royalties. Circle K was essentially paying for the right to use their own name. And 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 what this does is it creates expenses that Circle K stores can then take on its uh, Florida tax return because now it's you know. It's paying for the right to use these names. That's a that's a business expense. So they deduct it on their Florida taxes and they move it into this Delaware subsidiary that would argue that argued that didn't file a Florida tax return at all, right? Because you know we're not doing business in Florida. All we do is license royalties. We don't have any people or property or anything any presence in Florida. Um, and this is the sort of stupid stuff that separate reporting allows you to get away with. under combined reporting, Circle K would just file one total tax return that includes both Circle K stores and Circle K enterprises. And so this moving money around from the left pocket to the right pocket wouldn't matter. Um, and so that's that. That's why combined reporting is important. And more than half the country at this point has uh, – more than half the states that have corporate income taxes have gone to combined reporting. And kind of what gets really frustrating about this is um, you can probably tell that tax policy is a thing I've spent a lot of time writing about and I, I kind of care about. I have spent you know hours over the years talking to corporate tax attorneys. like these are these are the folks that their job is to help the biggest companies in the world avoid tax, minimize taxes as much as possible. you know, and and I'm grateful to these guys for for talking to me over the years to help me just sort of understand how the law actually works. You know we we often end up in differing places on whether or not a corporation should be doing this stuff. But uh, but that's part of like how I've been able to learn you know how the these statutes how they actually play out and every single one of these people I've I've talked to I always ask them about combined reporting versus separate reporting and every single one of them says separate reporting is insane it makes no sense it is a total fiction and that combined reporting. Every state should be doing that. You know, none of them will advocate this because it will it would require their clients to pay higher taxes um, or because they can't dodge taxes as easily. But from a tax policy perspective, separate reporting makes no sense and combined reporting makes all the sense in the world. And that the only good faith argument against uh, combined reporting is that it leads corporations to pay higher taxes uh, and that every other argument you hear against it is is totally bad faith. Um, and the, the same thing happens with, uh, you know, a number of legislators over the years. I've talked to plenty of Republican legislators, like anti-tax guys and, you know, and women too, um, who just sort of philosophically don't want to, don't want to raise taxes. But when, when you have like a, a good faith conversation about how this all works, you know, and you get outside of, you know, I'm not quoting you or we're not like, we're not having a vote on the floor where you got to worry about, you know, ticking off the Florida Chamber of Commerce or AIF or, you know, Publix or Disney or whoever, um, Every one of them, when you sort of lay out what's happening, nobody thinks that should happen. Nobody thinks you should be able to pay yourself to use your own name just to dodge taxes. It's a ludicrous proposition. Um, anyway, combined reporting fixes that went down in flames once again. So the the, the amendment to impose combined reporting was uh, voted down on the floor of the house. Uh, so it dies again this year. They didn't even they didn't even go to the board on this, which means so you can't even sort of say for sure who voted for it and who voted against it. Um, it you know voice votes are the, the bane of any, uh, any reporters, <laughs> any reporters existence. You know, you can't actually hold anybody accountable for, uh, for the way they're voting on this stuff, which is, you know, obviously intentional. So, uh, combined reporting, it's, a it, it's something Florida needs to do not going to happen again this year. Um, and, uh, the Florida house of representatives just quietly killed it once again, uh, yesterday. So, um, you know the the stuff that happens on the floor most the stuff that happens in Tallahassee most of it never gets any attention at all but it really is important there's stuff like this you know the next time uh, you you hear a florida legislator telling you that uh, we don't have enough money or we uh, you know we got to belt tighten we got to prioritize needs we can't we can't pay to get the whole you know waiting list down for for families with kids with disabilities waiting for services we 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 can't afford to do all that because we got to make tough choices we got to be accountable you know they made this choice yesterday when they decided to let corporations continue dodging taxes anyway we will uh we will be we'll, let's wrap it up there we'll be back um again tomorrow with an update from uh day 53 which i assume we'll start to see some some more some more movement on stuff today because uh like i said uh, there's got to be some sort of resolution to house bill 1 by the end of the day as uh, i believe so uh as always thanks for listening if you haven't uh if you haven't signed up already, please consider signing up for a subscription. The easiest way to find us is seekingrentsfl.com. Oh, subscriptions are free. None of our stories or podcasts will ever be behind a paywall, but there is an option to um, voluntary, voluntarily pay for a subscription if you can afford it. Um, please please uh, think about doing that if, you, if you've got the means. Those, uh, those voluntary paid subscriptions are super helpful. Okay. Uh, thanks, as always, for listening, and we'll talk again soon.